of the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry. And I'm Amelia Larry. And we're joined by regular friend of the pod, regular contributor, movie guy Nico. How you doing, Nico? I'm doing great. And what did we invite you on to talk about? Movies! There you go. And we're also joined by movie guy Nico's dad, Greg, the movie gentleman. I don't know, I have to come up with a different nickname. Uh, Greg, this might be your first appearance on the podcast. I, I think it is. Long time listener, but uh, first first time talker. All right. So we love welcoming new guests. So we're not going to just talk about movies in general. We're going to go deep diving on Spider-Man Far From Home. And we're about to jump into it. But let me just say, if you have not seen Spider-Man Far From Home, or if you've not seen Avengers Endgame, quite frankly, you might want to stop now, watch those things, and then listen to this podcast. Because we are going to go spoiler heavy on both those movies. Anything that's happened in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie is fair game. You have been warned from this moment on. Spoilers beware. I will pause three seconds for your decision. All right. So let's go around the horn here with some hot takes uh, on the movie. This is just your quick reactions. You like it, didn't like it, what jumped down for you. And of course, we got to start with the resident movie guy, movie guy Nico. What was your hot take on the movie? Okay, I thought it was amazing. If you haven't seen it, or you probably have, but it's amazing and I loved it. Okay, so what did you love about it? I loved like Mysterio being bad and good and I liked all of it. <laughs> all of it, start to finish, you were all in. Um, the only part that I don't really like because I don't know, I just don't like it is when Stereo made Spider-Man like fall into like space kind of. Oh, into the like oh, hidden dimension, yeah. the world of special effects? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, that kind of confused me as it confused Peter Parker. When he didn't know, I was like, uh, this is kind of weird and like, I don't know. And did you did you not like it because you didn't sort of like the outcome, or because you didn't you didn't like the the that special effect or that special you know? It was kind of dizzy making and like, uh, right. and I also didn't like the outcome, but like, right. it was just kind of like dizzy making, kind of. I some I, I agree with you when sometimes when these big fight set pieces in these movies, if they move too fast or they're too dizzying, and sometimes I think they lose some effect. So I, I and, and Spider Man just because he's. So fast. Sometimes Spider-Man fight scenes can. You have to watch them. They they work better the second or third time you watch the movie. Especially this part because he's like, ah, I didn't know anything, and there's like stuff coming down, and it's like. I think that's what the movie makers are trying to make you feel, and they're trying to put you in the mind of Spider-Man, and like, is this actually my enemy or is it my best friend? You know. All right. So Amelia, what's your? Let's get all our hot takes on record. What's your hot take on the movie? I. I think the movie was great. I have a few things that I didn't like about it. Same with Nico. Um, I did not. I really wish Tony Stark was there. Oh well, come on. But you like, just wishing Tony Stark back to life. I kind of wish that they had like a dream 
where like Tony Stark appears in his mind or when he was in that other dimension mm. where Tony Stark comes and's like you have to do this like played by Mysterio are you ever going to get over the death of no. Iron Man <laughs> you just wanted to see Tony Stark no matter in no matter how yeah. in any context All but right. Mysterio's against Tony Stark so I mean it makes sense like, yeah you're right there would have been you both of you are right there would have been opportunities to have him in but you know what I think Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. as an actor is done. So I think that's part of the problem. So Greg, what was your hot take? I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was super fun, action packed from start to finish. I felt like it was not it was not maybe as deep a movie as as you know say Endgame or, or some of the Avengers movies. It was just kind of a fun popcorn Spider Man romp. But that was great, and you know that's I, I was all in. I loved it. I felt like it felt serious, even though there was a joke every other one. I don't know why. Yeah, I totally agree with you about that. Because, like, in Thor Ragnarok, um, it's all jokes, and it feels very light, obviously, except for the fight scenes. In this, there was all jokes, but it kind of felt heavy to me. Yeah, that's interesting. Probably because in Thor Ragnarok, I mean, there's the actor who plays Thor, which is, like, I don't know his name, but he's, Chris like... Helmsworth. Yeah, he's like the funniest, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he is awesome. Yeah. My hot, my hot take on the movie that kind of rides a little bit off that is, I like, the things I like about this Spider-Man are what I liked about Homecoming. I like that they're basically teen movies. I yes. like teen movies, so I, I love that aspect of it, and they did that. I love taking the kids, putting them in a European vacation. <laughs> I liked... Um, so I like that aspect and part of being a teenager sorry to both of you is that you're emo and moody and, and goofy and funny like you know kind of Zendaya's character MJ she remember she says I like what did she say like I like things that depress me or things that I find hysterical um, so that's kind of like so I thought it was like that that the moody and funny at the same time was very teenager to me and I love Tom Holland as Peter Parker and Spider-Man so yeah, the best one yeah the best one so far so he he can carry it pretty far. Mm. Some of the uh, for me some of the plot and some of the kind of like globe trotting fight scenes I don't know they they felt a little bit like bubblegum like I don't necessarily remember them the next yeah. couple days and, yeah. and the stakes didn't feel that high so you're not super emotionally invested especially when you know yeah. Spider Man's gonna win and you're kind of looking at the same basic special effect of some water creature sand creature some kind of giant creature that it was just that thing kind of over and over again I kind of felt that they were um, they were ripping off of Dementors for some reason yeah because like the smoke monster that he says he saves the world from Mm. or like the fire elements it just felt a lot of J.K. Rowling Mm. inspired yeah, and maybe Mysterio's whole sort of mysteriousness that felt yeah. a little like an English magician. Yeah, especially like, with that hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like sometimes usually like I don't really like things where it's all confusing and like stuff is like coming down. Like, right. like I didn't like Mysterio's special effects that much. Like, I really wanted Mysterio to be good, and that's why I think he's such a good bad guy. Yeah. It was heartbreaking, wasn't it? When Peter trusts him, and then he and then he stabs and then he him turns, in the back. Yeah, he turns, stabs him in the back. He turns on him. It was heartbreaking. But I thought it would actually be like he would actually be good. But then even in the end, he like 
betrayed Peter Parker. Yeah. Like, after everything, I thought it would be at least just, like, chill out. Like, I mean... <laughs> but, like, it wasn't all him. No, it was also Ralphie from A Christmas Story. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He, did a lot he, of the, he did a lot of the backstabbing, like, too. I mean, he, Peter Billingsley he, for you. He must have been the one who made the video. Yeah, because guy. he said... Yeah, definitely. He didn't say that. He said the, um, the glasses... Said, do you want to kill the bots? Not, do you want to kill all the innocent people? Mm. Oh yeah, they definitely edited it. That yeah. video, yeah. Oh, so of course, yeah. Let's talk about that. Like, I thought the first of two uh, credit scenes was really, I mean, it was could not have set up a third movie any more intentionally. Right. Of course. Um, that to me was an example of like the st- then the stakes got high. You know, like all his like emo. Like, yeah. You know, but yeah. now now stuff gets real. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, the, the, but the second scene, um, I get that it's an interesting plot twist, but I really want just original Nick Fury on this to be the brain, to be Nick Fury. It's true, but, but don't you think if the real Nick Fury was around, he probably would have seen through Mysterio's whole thing much sooner anyway. And you, you, you know, I mean, so it was kind of a nice vehicle to, to let this play out. And yeah. let this kind of goofy stuff happened because Nick Fury really wasn't there. It was this, you know, was, what, what are they called? The shield. Yeah. And oh, also, no, 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 the, no, the, the crawl, crawl, crawl. Yeah, and so also, yeah, Nick Fury was actually on top the whole time, technically, because I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he was he was directing the crawl to 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 do this, right? And but I kind of wish he wasn't checking in as often as you know. So yeah. if they're gonna have digital beach. If they're going to have Nick Fury on vacation, just put him on vacation. I mean, it's a good joke. But just put him on vacation. He needs a break. Oh, you didn't think the digital screen was a good enough uh, break? No. <laughs> it's not like you and, feel and so the where, breeze. And where do we think he was there in the, in the end? You, you had a good good theory for where you think he was. So the score, whatever, in Captain Marvel, Yeah. if you haven't yeah. seen it, and they had a ship. So they probably like upgraded that ship, or probably brought more of the scroll sh- um, ships, and he was probably on them because if you could see, there were a lot of scrolls all in the yeah they're ship. In, in uniforms right, oh, right. shield okay. uniforms. There also, were. Oh, right. maybe that maybe um, it might have been like Tony Stark Industries or something, like um, when he. When he wrote his will, he oh. gave some of it to Nick Fury or the Avengers. Oh, right. Yeah, but it, it did look like a spaceship, though. Yeah, it, it did. was. Yeah. It was definitely in space because you could see like the planet in the background. Yeah, oh, when the screen oh, goes oh, off, right, like you okay. see the bay windows. Right. right. Yeah, right. and it was actually kind of good that he put the shapeshifter in because I mean they're shapeshifters and it's like illusion tech. I mean, in the end, it he was the he felt kind of ashamed that. The shapeshifter got tricked by like and another uh, illusion by another shapeshifter, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like the whole movie was like that, wasn't it? You just didn't know what was real and what to believe. And if Tony, if it, if Tony found that out, I feel like he'd be very betrayed. I mm. feel very betrayed. I've mm. said it on this podcast before. I don't. I don't. I mean, I there's plenty of shows that I, in movies and books and all that where they use this as a device, but I'm not a big fan of the shapeshifter. Plot device where when right, someone can yeah. look like anyone, yeah, you're like, it's well, a bit, it's a bit cheap. yeah, it's like then you can do anything kind right. of right, like so it's like the maximum trickster piece gets a little bit like it's a little bit like 
the writers have like a, a god voice in there. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah, and I get scared because like if you're playing with like I don't know like if you're doing it with like someone like that you trust, then they could just turn into them and then Mysterio turned into Nick Fury. Like you're dead. So like I I don't really like it mm. too because it's like like it's too freaky. Yeah, because then it's like your friend could just like kill you any moment. So like. Uh, okay. No, I was gonna say kind of kind of off topic, but there was one part that really was my very favorite. Oh yeah, favorite parts. Movie. My very favorite part of the entire movie was definitely what Edith stands for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Even dead, I am the hero. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> that was a fun and like such a spot on Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, kind of jerky. You know. But how cocky thing to, to do? How did he do that if he was dead? He just, no, you just well, do it while you're still alive. He, yeah, before he died, he, he set this thing up. Hmm. All right, so let's let's do that. Let's do a round of favorite moments. Do you have a favorite moment, Amelia? I like when he is out walking with MJ, and then he's like, I have something to tell you, and she's like, you're Spider-Man? He's like, um, no, I'm, I'm not Spider-Man. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, and then when they discover that it's not actually, that he's not actually a good a good guy, like Mysterio. Mysterio. Oh, when the stuff vanishes, when the bar vanishes into... No, the, um, when MJ and, uh, Tom Holland are walking. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Nico, the movie guy. Favorite part of the movie. I don't know. I mean, like, I can't really call any favorites because there's so many good parts. Mm-hmm. And, well, like, name a good part that you enjoyed. Also, I don't really remember <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I don't, I only remember the parts when, like, Spider-Man's, like, battling. Oh, wait, yeah. One of my favorite parts was when Spider-Man was killing all those droids. Like, not in the guy, but, like, when he's, like, oh, come and get the glasses. Yeah. And And then then Spider-Man's, like, like, Sixth Sense. Or, like, whatever Happy called it, the Tingle Sense. Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. Tingle. (laughs) Named by Aunt May, originally. Yeah. uh, Which was Happy and Aunt May connections. Um, let me think. For me, I... Well, my favorite joke was his buddy and his new girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Like his friend getting the girlfriend on the plane and then breaking up on the plane oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. That was my favorite or like reoccurring the, joke. I miss you. I miss you more. And they're, they're like right next to right each other. Next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think you touched on maybe what my favorite like kind of superhero part of it. When you get the transition from good Mysterio to bad Mysterio and everything like melts away in the bar. Remember like he has the yeah. talking to Peter and Peter's like, I need to go do that thing you say to do. And then once he leaves the whole bar, like the, the effects fade away. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that was one of my favorite parts. All right, we're going to end, we're going to, our final piece of conversation here is I want to talk about this movie in relation to the other Marvel movies and what you predict Marvel movies will be like going forward. So this felt like an epilogue to Endgame because you're dealing with it, still dealing with the death of Tony Stark, dealing with Spider-Man and what kind of hero he wants to be, and then also dealing with the blip, as they call it here. So we found out a lot more about that part of it, and quite frankly, under investigation, a lot of those pieces, for me, do not hold up. Yeah, like when they figure out a blip, it turns out the blip was in for five years, which in Endgame, I, I don't remember. Did it well, say it was it five did, years? Because remember, Tony Stark went off and started his own family and everything in that Yeah, time. Yeah, the kid, kid was like, got yeah. married, and the kid was, 
you know, and the kid was maybe a little older than five. Yeah, I mean, it it's it seemed like it was, yeah, it was quite some, you know, because remember that was that was Tony's whole sort of problem in the end. He was he was worried about you know essentially fixing this problem. He wanted to try to fix the problem while still maintaining his old life. Remember, he he really why he was he was happy to be retired and happy to be with um, Pepper Potts or whatever her name is. And, you got it right. And, and have a kid and. And so it was. That was his big uh, moral dilemma, or, or whatever, was trying to fix this problem, save the world, but also save his new life, which, which obviously he wasn't able to do. Yeah. Making start crying. To Amelia's <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, no, and I don't. I think to your point, Nico. Though they didn't like when you're watching Endgame, and it's like very emotional, and there's these huge battles, and like the plot's moving very fast you can kind of overlook some of this stuff but like in this movie where you're kind of getting the aftermath it's kind of slowing things down you're looking right. at one character's story basically I some of those things like wait what why is this person this age and that person this age and what happened in the blip and the show I'm sorry movie I think pretty in a comedic way does a good job with the like student newscast of like catching you up hilarious great scene but yeah. it makes no sense yeah like yeah, also the stand <laughs> in the in the plane the guy is making fun of Tom Holland or Spider-Man and um, MJ's like um, miss he's not allowed to drink he blipped he's actually 16 not technically not 21 right that kind of gives you an understanding, but not but fully. It, it doesn't. It, 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 it doesn't, actually yeah. raises the same question. It actually makes it almost more confusing because then why is there that other kid? Is he really 21, 21 who looks and 16? And why is he in high school? Right. Right. Or is he still 16 even though it's been five? You know, like, uh. Right. But yeah. actually, that, well, maybe uh, you figure the blip there kind of in the middle of nowhere. So maybe they were sort of aging, but maybe not mentally aging so much, which is why they're back in school with all the other kids. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you can... But if you have right, to do that much work... Why are the kids who are now five years... Why, why does Spider-Man look exactly the same age? Right, and all of Spider-Man... Because Spider-Man did blip. Oh, he did? Yeah. He oh, did. Oh, so the older, so the 21-year-old didn't blip. No, no, no. Why would he have to go back to school? So why would he be back in school? Yeah. That's right. That doesn't make sense. I mean, it was a funny bit, you right, know, right, the, but... Right. My only explanation for it, which still doesn't make sense, is maybe because half of the teachers blipped and they got half of the studies that... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's the best theory I've heard. So. But if we have to do this much work to fill in the gaps... Right. There's like, something missing here. Yeah. yeah. We, the, the audience should not have to come up with this many wacky theories to explain your plot hole. Mm-hmm. All right. But but yeah, it's a comic book movie, too, so get get over myself, myself. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go out on this. We're going to go round robin. We love the round robin here. What is your prediction about something that's going to happen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Whether it's a movie that is going to get made, how they're going to kind of like make a new exciting adventure, something about one of the movies coming up. Uh, just make a bold prediction about Marvel movies over the next couple of years. Nico, the movie guy, you look ready to give one. I think that there's going to be the new Guardians of the Galaxy, which should be Finding Gamora. Because, I mean, it's a comic book. And also, there's definitely going to be another Spider-Man, but I think there might be, like, the new Spider-Man might be, like, against someone, like, that he already knew or something, or someone maybe from, like, old, like... Like from his life? 
or like from like some bad, some like other bad guy that you already knows. All right. So that's uh, there's a lot of predictions there. Amelia, do you have one? I do, but it's it's a um, prediction slash wish. Okay. Um. So I know that Thor is going to be in the new Guardians. To uh, we think we don't know. We, well, we don't know, but I think that um, he is going to be in one because he, you know, made connections with them. And if that is the case, I really, really wanted another solo Thor movie because he's just so good as his own character. Mm. And so is Chris Hemsworth. For new movies, I think there's going to be like an old Black Widow movie. Yeah. I think that actually might explain some things. Because it seemed like she knew something in the new movie. But oh. then, not in a Endgame. Yeah. But she couldn't put it to use. And I remember something like that. So I feel like that is going to explain a little bit about Endgame. And then also, one thing I don't get is, isn't it R-rated? What? The Black Widow movie. I don't think so. Where'd you get that? Do you see that rumor somewhere that it would be R-rated? Yeah. Oh. I did. All right, we'll invest. We'll, we'll do some Google searches and maybe put what we find in the show notes. Greg, do you have a prediction? Uh, or like these guys, a grab yeah, bag sure. of predictions? Uh, I, my, I only have one prediction, and that is I think the sort of Avengers kind of part of this, which I don't know if it'll be Avengers anymore, but the sort of Nick Fury shield part, I think we're going to start widening out and kind of really getting into the galaxy more. I think we might be getting a little bit away from Earth and now really sort of like with the Dark Phoenix and X-Men, I think we're going to start really getting out into the universe more and start dealing with threats that are coming to Earth from, from outside of the universe as opposed to, you know, this this kind of on-Earth stuff. You guys are both raging yeah. desperately at me. <laughs> Let the um, guy Greg get his point out, people. But anyway, I, that's it. So I think we're just going to widen out and we're going to start really getting into outer space. My wish is... No, no, Nico's first. I want, I think that there also is going to be a movie, like, maybe just about Nick Fury, but, like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those listening home, that was Amelia's point, so... Oh, God. (laughs) Because I think there's going to be a movie just about Nick Fury, because, like... Like why he was out be- vacation? Why? Well, like, well he, sort of he needs a break. Yeah, he he sort of needs a break. Movie about Nick Fury, though. I well, know I Captain Marvel. Not, yeah, that maybe was, not exactly, but there's a lot of backstory from Nick about Nick Fury and, and yeah, Captain but Marvel. that was about how he became. Well, Nick Fury. I want to see some stories about like. Uh, well, it could be. Maybe he's stuff. going to be the one that's going to start this sort of new Avengers with the, what do they call Cree Crawl Crawl? The Crawl. The Crawl. Yeah. That maybe he'll, maybe this no. will be sort of the new, new Avengers with the, you know, he's on the spaceship with them. I mean, they're, they're doing, he's doing something with them. Right? I don't, I don't think that it's going to happen. I hope that it's going to happen, but I don't want, I want like a real backstory, like without Captain Marvel, For just, him. yeah, just mm-hmm. him. And his life before Avengers, maybe it'll, you know, give some hints on Endgame. Mm-hmm. And I think if there's a Nick Fury movie, it'll be called Fury, because... Because, what else? Wait, yeah. Wait, 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 still your favorite character, Nick Fury? Mm, I mean, I never said he was my favorite. You did. When? You told me. I never said that. Okay. All right. All right, so here's my... I have a few predictions. One, I predict... 
we're going to get a batch of movies that are very similar to Spider-Man and having a Black Widow, having a Black Panther. We're going to get more, we're going to kind of return to the one-offs, the single character movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously Nick Fury was in this and it's still part of a world, so you need some characters, but think of all the Marvel movies recently. It's like, boom, 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 like, you know, 10, 15 superheroes per movie. Right. Even like, uh, so I think we're going to see a lot of these kind of like single issue episodes, so to speak. That's a big prediction of, of mine going forward. And I predict in the next three years of Marvel movies, you will see the first appearance or mention of the coming X-Men integration. Yeah. Same. Because, like, they're Marvel, Marvel right? Yeah. Well, and those X-Men, I mean, they were out in outer space a lot. They were. <laughs> so I don't that even would know be a how good they way ran, to sort of like, start setting this up. You know, especially if they... And it's only because movie studios own the rights. In the comic book world, X-Men and the rest of the characters interact all the time. Right. So, um, and there's this these series called Secret Wars that had all... Oh, yeah. You know, so like, in the comic books, the X-Men... In fact, Beast was an Avenger and an X-Men, like... So, so there's way more... It's just a construct of movie rights that we haven't gotten that integration yet. But that's solved. But they also need to build that up. Yeah. I didn't say we'd see an X-Men movie. I said we'd start to get hints yeah. and characters start to float in. Yeah. Maybe and mentions of Professor X and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I mean, like, probably Nick Fury might, like, if there's a movie, I mean, since Nick Fury has been the bottom, he could be, like, the one to meet them or figure it out. Because, I mean, they need he a new usually, team. Yeah, because he's You're going to tell me he's not your favorite top. character? No, I'm just making predictions. I mean, that could be, like, the new team, and he's, like, probably going to be the one to figure it out besides, like, if Captain Marvel does, but she's off doing her own thing. Yeah, she does her own thing. And, like, that would be the movie because he's been in the bottom, like, this whole time. Like, you barely get, like, you don't really get to see that much action. You don't get any mention of really Captain Marvel. Like, they mentioned her once, once in this yeah. movie. But and he goes right. She's doing her own thing in space, which also goes to Greg's prediction that the, the, some of the plot's going to start moving large chunks into space. But that brings us to the end. I'm sure we will cover all these topics as rumors and new movies and other things emerge. Uh, they are the Greek and Roman gods of our times, the Marvel superheroes. So um, they take up a lot of our brain power and cultural conversation so with that that brings us an end to our spider-man far from home recap so bye-bye